Welcome to episode 13 of This Key Discussions. I'm your host, Abu Basson. This week, we chat to Stellenbosch FC's under-23 and multi-choice Disky Challenge head coach, Evangelos Velios. Coach Van, as he is popularly referred to, won back-to-back Varsity Cup tournaments during his time at the University of Pretoria, where he spent eight years before moving down to Stelis. Coach Van, well, thanks for joining me on, on Disky Discussions. Uh, we discussed off-air quickly, but I want you to, to tell the, the listeners, uh, your name, Evangelos, is, is Greek but you support Portugal at international level. Can you just explain why that is? Yeah, so um, uh, thanks for having me. It's a real privilege, Alex. I really appreciate it. Um, And yeah, I mean, obviously I grew up in Mozambique with a Portuguese father, uh, sorry, a Portuguese mother and a Greek father. And um, my Greek grandparents, unfortunately, passed away when I was three years old. And I grew up more with my Portuguese grandfather and grandmother who was a big, obviously, football fan, um, big Benfica man. So my team has always been Benfica growing up, and I always supported the Portuguese national team. And had faith had it, uh, Portugal and Greece meet in the Euro final of 2004. I couldn't (laughs) believe what happened there. Um, But at least we got to win one in 2016. So, yeah. So I don't even have to ask you, it's Cristiano Ronaldo over Lionel Messi. (laughs) It's a difficult one. Um, I think it's very close. Uh, I definitely know as a coach who the better sort of footballer is, but I'm not sure by the end of their careers who will be the most accomplished and, you know, who will put on the goat hat. We'll see. Time will tell, but uh, it's very close. <laughs> so you, you say a big Benfica supporter, grew up in Maputo. Um, who was your favorite player growing up? Uh, I think, you know, you. if I checked your Twitter page, you, you seem to have a big following of Rui, Rui Costa back in the day. Yeah, Rui Costa is my absolute hero. Absolute hero. I mean, I had a few growing up. Nuno Gomes impacted me a lot. Luis Figo, mm. a little bit later, Simon Sabrosa. But Rui Costa is, the, is my hero, absolute number one. All my friends know um, how I adored. I still do. I still do. I just love him. I watch his videos often. And yeah, he was someone that really impacted my love for the game. Moving over to South African football, we first got to know each other at Amatux. I was working for the student newspaper and you worked for you know, the varsity team that, that participated in the varsity cup. Uh, had a very successful time there. I think you're the most successful coach, joint most successful coach of two titles. Uh, what do you remember of your time at Tux? Um, especially in the Varsity Cup team. You had some players there that, that went on to make it you know, professionally and played a higher level. Uh, what are your, your fondest memories? Yeah, what a, what a special group. Um, you know, my time at the University of Victoria was extensive, you know, as a student, uh, as a youth coach um, in the academy, the reserve team and the varsity, the varsity team. Those were golden, golden years for me. Um, definitely, um, obviously, the titles that we won were, were, were special, you know, two USA Nationals um, and obviously two Varsity Football Cups uh, out of the three possible that we competed. But my fondest memories were just, you know, the time that we spent together, uh, student athletes and coach, uh, you know, the wonderful memories, the traveling, the time we spent together in hotels. It was all very new for all of us, you know. Um, Varsity football gave us an opportunity to experience, you know, what the professional 
uh, athlete and 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 coach go through the traveling, the flying, the hotels. You know, mm. that was such fond mm. memories, celebrating uh, special victories together, and just seeing them flourish uh, on and off the field. I'll never forget uh, 2013, our first final. Telling them, you know, a lot of you, this is it, you know, because it was a special group that had been together. Obviously, I, I, I was with them 2012. We won the Houston National. Then varsity football appeared. So they, a lot of them registered for honors or masters just to get an opportunity to play. It was an open age there up to 30. Yeah. And it was our own, yeah. only chance to get that, to that, get that opportunity for them to showcase their talent. Uh, some of them were 27, 28. And just to say to them, guys, this is a chance, you know, a lot of professional footballers will make, you know, will play at the level that they, they achieved, but you have the opportunity to win something in front of your loved ones on national TV. Ah, oh, it was just amazing. Yeah, great times. How impactful was the Varsity Cup? We've seen it very, you know, this, the, the rugby team, Springboks, there's been a lot of Springboks that played Varsity, you know, Varsity Rugby. Um, you know, netball, yeah. hockey, etc. How impactful have you? Do you think it's been on on football? There hasn't been as many success stories, but you know, we have Mlambo who who played. You know, I think he played for NWU if I'm not mistaken. Nyamane yeah. as well. Um, and he obviously came to Tux and then played for Supersport yeah. and went on to play for Bafana Bafana. Um, how impactful yeah. do you think Varsity Cup is and will be in the future? Yeah, I think I think it definitely. Uh, has has its role, um, especially for what happens is, especially with the emergence of the MDC, um, there's a gap that's left. So for maybe boys who are not at the very highest level, uh, football, and they get a chance now to 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 through university uh, play at that level. And and then there's there's been some success stories. I think obviously um, the important part is is at that level you gotta you gotta manage uh, football and study. So you know it's not easy, but but it definitely plays a role. I'll never forget uh, that 2013 we played a semi final against NW at at uh, Northwest Mafeking at home, and the game finished. We won one nil uh, and. I mean, there were hugs and that, but I went straight to Mlambo. He was sitting on the floor and I said, you're going to reach the very top. Mm. I mean, he bossed the midfield. Mm. I was like, look, I'm very sorry you lose this game, but you don't deserve to lose. You're going to reach the very top. There was one. Of, there was a photo, I think, that did the rounds on social media on me chatting to him. It's a very yeah, special a great, moment. Yeah, it's a great photo, actually. And yeah, we're still staying. Yeah. And yeah, I think I think it definitely plays a role within within South African football. Hopefully, you know, there's there's the Sibia brothers who've played varsity football. You know, there's a couple of stories out there. Uh, Lawrence played varsity football. Lawrence and Twine went on to play. Um, you know, and Lovu, King and Lovu is there. You know, so there has been yeah. a few. But over the next few years, we can get also more sort of academy kids who apply themselves enough that they can go and get themselves an education. And and then who knows they bloom uh, later. You know, uh, Tiri, who who was with us last season, was also a Vitz player that that appeared in varsity uh, in professional football at the age of 26, 27. So, yeah. It's a very successful time for the University of Pretoria back then, playing top division football as well. You know, winning promotion with Steve Barker. Uh, what do you remember of of 
you know, working with the first team, um, Amatux, they had, you know, great success in their first season, finishing eighth. Um, you know, they had some great players. Mongani Zungu obviously stands out. Uh, what do you what do you remember of those early days in, in the top division for Tux? Yeah, those were those were very special times. Uh, there was just such a great buzz uh, at the club, at the university. Uh, you know, that year coincided with also the, the the varsity football starting. So it was just a golden golden years. Obviously, for my mentor Steve Barker, it was a special moment for him. And yeah, we had a great team. That was a great bunch of lads. You know. Um, I didn't work directly with them, but indirectly because obviously working with the varsity team and also, um, you know, coaching the reserves for Steve Barker, it was special to 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 to, to journey in that. Uh, and yeah, we assembled a great great team. Uh, that was a top eight. Mama Nyang, great leader. You know, Zungu, Green yeah. Goma. It was such a special group. Uh, have fun, fond memories of that. Yeah. And then obviously you worked with, with Sean Bartlett at Tux as well. Before we move on to Stellenbosch FC, you, you worked with Sean Bartlett. Uh, he's now at TS Galaxy, you know, legend of South African football. What was it like working with him? Obviously, di- different circumstances being in the second division. Uh, what was that like? And, and what did you learn from, from playing in the national first division and being a coach at that, that level? Yeah, so, so my time there, obviously, we, um, I worked... Uh, after Steve Barker left uh, a year or so after, I joined uh, Sammy Trotten as, yeah. uh, as his assistant. And then unfortunately, obviously, Sammy left and Sean Bartlett came in, which was a tough period because obviously that coincided with the relegation. And obviously, mm-hmm. I learned a lot of lessons in that journey. Um, and, and, but, but just working with Sean was a great privilege uh, you know, his, his, I mean, the, the knowledge that he imparted into everyone and certainly to me was great, just sharing in the experiences that he had as a coach uh, and obviously as a player. Um, so, yeah, didn't end up being the, the way it ended. I mean, at the end of that season, um, the, the organization felt it would be better for me to, for a year or two, just try and get our structures in place. So I took more of a of a sort of technical coordinator for the club. I was really done with varsity football, so I wasn't going to go back there. Um, and then I just tried to realign academy, try and realign student football with the first team. Uh, so I didn't work with Sean during the NFD, but in the PSL was a, was a mixed emotion season, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, but still some great memories. I'm, I'm, I'm one of the p- people who... I feel every moment in your life or career, there's 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 growth opportunities, and I learned a lot from that from that experience. Um, it was very painful, and definitely, uh, I think you know we learn more from those than than we do from 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 the joy moments, if I could put it that way. Talking about difficult times um, during your time at Tux, you were also involved in quite a serious car accident. I remember speaking to you back then. How difficult was it to get back to, you know, just normal life and, you know, not just physically, but, you know, mentally as well? Yeah, I mean, 2016 was a tough year, you know, obviously um, a few months after that period um, with the relegation of Amatax and working with Sean and um, I had a terrible accident. I had visited my family in Mozambique. I was on my way back to Pretoria and unfortunately, 
unfortunately, as we so know in December, and our president just recently spoke about it, uh, someone overtook a truck on a solid line just outside in Bombella and hit me head on. I just remember waking up in the car and it was a really tough, it took me about a year to recover. My body was pretty banged up, you know, my leg was in pieces, my neck was broken, so it was really tough. But I learned a lot about um, just being grateful for 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 what for for the opportunities God has given me, for the second chance He's given me, and just for how do I want to live the rest of my life, and for what purpose do I want to live? So for me, that was uh, not an easy experience, but definitely helped me realign my life and my journey. Uh, and the University of Pretoria stuck by me throughout the whole. For months and months, you know, I never had to, 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 to give a leave form or anything. They just stood by me. So for that, I'm eternally grateful. And for all the support and love I got from friends and colleagues of the industry like yourself, who just spurred me on and said, come on, get up on your feet, you know. Um, the country needs you. Stuff like that really meant a lot to me. So many coaches who reached out to me, people that I looked up and, and I realized, okay, I've got a purpose that I have to fulfill and I trust in God to fulfill it. That purpose is, is taking you down to Stelly's with, with coach Steve Barker, uh, you know, your mentor, like you said. What is it like working with Steve? Obviously a professional footballer and a great one at that back in his day. What is it like working with him? Coach Steve is an incredible manager. He really is. I think he's, he's like I always say to him, you're a manager, like, you know, like the Premier League manager. He's such a great manager of human beings, of players, um, he manages so well up, down, left, right of the organization. Mm. You know, he trusts a lot. You know, he, you know, he's obviously got Wesley Sergal, who's been with him for so many years. Uh, he trusts him immensely. He's trusted me immensely, given me so much responsibility. Um, you know, I work with him and, and Wes and the rest of the staff in the morning with the first team. And then I work with the MDC as well, well, now the DDC. Um He's just a great manager, great football mind, uh, great tactical understanding, and just someone that that truly wants to continue growing and being successful. He's had a successful career, but I've always said to him, you know, um, I think he's one of the coaches who who deserves to be spoken of uh, in, you know, someone who's won Premier Leagues and who's won uh, NetBank Cups, uh, who's won telcoms and all these cups. So I really pray that uh, I can help him uh, achieve that uh, because he deserves it. He's, the, he's one of the pure managers that we have in this country. He's a phenomenal leader, someone that I will follow wherever he goes. Obviously, you know, for Stellenbosch to win cups, you know, maybe not this year, maybe you guys are a work in progress, but you see that on the horizon in your future. I think the structure there in Stellenbosch is superb. Uh, much like Tux, you've got a high performance center. You've got you know great facilities. Do you see Stellenbosch challenging higher up in in seasons to come? I mean, I think we can. I think that's the ambition. Um, you know, our CEO Rob Bernardi uh, runs a very that's a great another great leader that we have. You know, in 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 them uh, and in in Mr. Gartleru and all their capacities, they're such great leaders of this organization. And they're giving us direction. And the direction is that we want to be a successful PSL club. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we know it's our second season. It will take a little bit of time. But Coach Steve has exactly a plan on how we're going to do that and in terms of recruiting, making sure that the team is strong enough to keep improving. 
So obviously this season we would love to set our sights on, on being in the top eight, which again gives us an opportunity to compete for another cup the following year. Mm. And, you know, from, from first season survival, uh, well placed uh, on to, to, to go on to the next season, uh, hopefully we can push for a top eight. And I think from, from, from season three, season four, obviously we're still in the net bank. You know, we've got sundowns away, which is not an easy one. Uh, but that's the fairy tales of, of Cups is that anything can happen. So we're definitely going to give it a bash this year to try and win a net bank cup. But in years to come, definitely we want to be able to, to reach a, 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 a level at which we can fight for Cups. And we know that it's a process, but um, I think, like you said, this is the right club that's got all the right structures and all the environment to, to be successful. Did you address the COVID-19 you know, pandemic? The, the MDC season was called off short. I think you guys were in seventh or, or sixth on the on the log when when MDC was was finally called off. Um, were you? Uh, how did that season go for you? And you know, were you happy with where you guys ended up? Yeah, I mean. Um, when I came here, I was going to take over a very exciting under-23 team. Um, the rule changed quite close to the start of the season. I was at about 13 days to get a squad together uh, because we, we were we were heavy on the on the 22, 23-year-olds. So uh, because obviously Coach Stevett had a group of players that had played a role in the promotion and they had been retained with the purpose of you know, keep training with the first team while bridging the gap and catching game time on the MDC. So it took us some time to 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 get a squad together. And the under 21 rule was definitely to the favor of the established academies, Sundowns, Vets, Pirates. You know, the stronger academies, Super Sport. They had a, but we slowly built a squad, and we weren't really focused. We were really focusing on building a squad that can sustain this organization for a few years. And once they started gelling and getting the understanding, I felt we were in contention to, I think with the last couple of games, I think we could have sneaked in a top five maybe. I had that feeling, just the momentum we had, the way we were playing. And then, of course, we were we were looking at maybe with that momentum pushing for, for the top eight shield, you know. I thought three games, we definitely could have fought for something. Um, but, you know... Uh, I think it's Jurgen Klopp who says football is the most important thing of the least important things in life. So, like you say, COVID unfortunately has come, and and you know um, the PSL took that decision, which we had to respect. And yeah, uh, I think uh, sixth, seventh uh, was was a great season for us, considering all the changes and and readjustments that we had to do. What what do you make of the talent in in Stellenbosch? Obviously, working at Tux, you were exposed to a lot of talent, young talent. Um, you know, Tux rely on, on players coming through the ranks. Do you see the same type of talent in Stellenbosch or even more so? Yeah, I definitely. Um, I, I, I've, I've really tried to connect the community with legends of this community who, who, who tell me tales of great Stellenbosch uh, Winelands products uh, over the years. Um, and and definitely, if I look at the first team, Ashley Dupree, Dino Van Roy, and Leto Skellum, you know, uh, Lee Langefeld, um, just to name a few, that are born and bred here, you know, Keegan, our goalkeeper, they're all born and bred Stellenbosch boykies. And of course, the golden boy who was my player of the season, Jaden Adams, 
who I think is one of the most talented, if not the most talented youngster I've ever worked with. Um, you know, I immediately started telling Coach Steve, I'm like, who he knew very well, I'm like, this is a special one. This is really, really, really a unique talent. And he's done really well. You know, he broke into the first team last season, got himself a contract. He's been a regular in the team. He's got assists already this season. You know, our stats tells us that he's one of the more creative players in the league in terms of expected assists. Um, so I'm so thrilled, you know, and there's many more to come. It's just about us as an organization making sure that we have structures in place to to nurture the talent. So definitely lots of talent out here in the Winelands. And of course, our club is also open to, to players from, we've got players from all over the country here at the moment. So we've got a really exciting project. Talking about one of the unsung heroes, a guy, Alan Robertson. I think I don't think a lot of people know about him, but he's been ever present. I think this season for you guys. I think he was a he was a tax and Amazulu with Steve Barker. What is he like as a person, and and how do you how highly do you rate him as a player? I think JJ is one of the best defenders in the league at the moment. Um, the stats showed. Um, you know, we we we. We do quite a bit of work on stats, you know, we've got some some very clever people here that are far more clever than I am, uh, but, um, but JJ is just a great lad. His story is amazing, you know, he's so committed, he's so professional, he works so hard, you know, he looks after his diet, you know, in the lockdown period we saw a real emergence. I think he had a mental shift um, in that he made some decisions. I think, I think COVID depending on how you, you embraced it. I think it made some people in the world, not only in football, realize the privilege that they have every day. So I think Alan really truly realized uh, the privilege that he has of every day waking up, coming to do what he loves. You know, he's also studying. So he's got a degree that he's doing on, on by, you know, um, through correspondence. Um, I think it is through correspondence, uh, if I speak on the correction. So he's just empowering himself. He spends time, uh, you know, uh, whether it be with, uh, you know, with Wesley Sergal sitting and watching video, asking opinion, whether it's, you know, sitting with Ryan Hunt doing, checking his stats, you know, it's just, he's, he's just an incredible professional and, and he's doing really well for us. He's, he's definitely, if the season had to end now, he'd be right up there as one of the players of the season. Incredible technical player, you know, great passing ability, you know, uh, you know, his understanding of the game, great at reading the game, intercepting, tackling, you know, organizing, and also strong in attacking set pieces. You know, I think it's one thing that I'm hoping in, in coming weeks and months, he's going to start scoring again some goals of set pieces, which I think he'll, he'll add to his weight and value. Like you mentioned, you guys have players from all over South Africa, but all over Africa as well. Uh, Nathan Sinkala being one of them. You, got, you have someone from Nigeria and Tanzania. Um, you know, is that, is that still his outlook? You know, if, I, I know Steve Bach has always been good at spotting talent, not only in South Africa, but identifying talent across the border. Um, are you guys open to bringing in players from, from all, all over the continent? I mean, Nathan Sinkala is a seasoned professional and had, you know, he's had great success as a Zambia international. Yeah, I mean, that's, um, that's, um, that's true. You know, we've got, I mean, uh, you know, Nathan... I often say to him or I often say to the lads, I'm like, this man won the African Cup of Nations. You know, you just think of how we celebrate that in our country. We, we spoke about Sean Bartel, how we still celebrate him today. And I often say to the guys, 
He played in the midfield as a youngster, 19, 20 years old, against Yaya Toure, against Didier Zokora, mm-hmm. and against Sheikh Tiote, God rest his soul. You know, I'm like, that's just crazy. He's such an incredible footballer, you know, and I mean, everything that he's won in Africa, Champions League, leagues. So it's a great addition to our club. Ali, obviously from Tanzania, like up and young uh, coming player. You know, um, we've got Stanley Dingma from Nigeria, you know, is doing very well for us. And Junior Mendieta has come from Argentina, you know. We had Diego Franco last season from Mexico. So definitely Coach Steve is someone that is open to bringing in, uh, for lack of better words, different flavors, different types of, of football, uh, um, types of IQs and different types of styles that we can mix together and, and, and make an exciting team. And they've all definitely brought value. Um, Junior Mendiet, I think, has had, unfortunately, one or two little hiccups with injuries. But I think once he gets up and going, he's going to be one of the very important players of this league. Uh, he's a very special talent. Uh, so, yeah, uh, definitely it's part of our strategy uh, to recruit smart. And when we bring, you know, foreign talent, it needs to be impactful talent that, that can really uh, add value to our club and definitely to, to, to our football. I know coaches like to take it game by game, um, but what is your long-term goals as a coach? Obviously working now in Stellenbosch, but where do you see yourself in, in 10 years? I would, I would, you know, like you said, take it day by day. Um, I w- in 10 years, I would love to say, you know, that I am part of a very successful organization uh, that's competing for titles. One of the things that, is, that has always driven me is to, to win trophies. I don't know. Since I was a young boy, I always dreamt of, of holding trophies, you know, and and throughout my career, it's something that has been blessed to me, you know. Um, but also with the change of with the change of uh, with the accident that I had, I learned the importance of impacting lives as well, impacting human beings, impacting them on and off the field. So um, in the next 10 years, I would see myself uh, fighting for those things. You know, if God takes me to a club uh, or takes this club to that level, because I believe that, you know, when I marry a club, I marry in 10 years. So in 10 years, I would see myself still here, you know, but now we're fighting for Africa, you know. Uh, Coach Steve in 10 years' time, I still think he's healthy, he's strong, you know. Uh, Could be working with him, could be working with Wes, could be, you know, and, 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 and fighting to win in Africa. That's definitely what I see, fighting for that. I think we can. Um, but, you know, wherever that football takes me, uh, if it's here, if it's not, I, I trust my, my, my life to God. Uh, and it could be locally, it could be overseas. You know, my ultimate dream growing up would be one and only to coach Benfica. That's the one. So at some stage, Mr. Bernardi will have to let me go for that dream. Uh, but until then, definitely committed. Uh, you know, I just want to help South Africa football uh, I just want to be a, a role player in our country. Uh, we've got some, so many exciting young coaches coming through, um, you know, and, and I think that, you know, we've got really some amazing people coming through that want to take our football to the next level. And I'm one of them. I want to contribute to our football. I want to contribute wherever I work. Uh, when I work with professional players, I try to, to help them on the smaller details. When I work with younger players, it's bigger details, but I just want to help them on details and help them become better players, better human beings. And I learn from them daily. Uh, we were doing set plays, set pieces today with Mark, Mark van Heerden, mm-hmm. Central Freak. 
And I said to him, Mark, what can I teach you about taking free kicks? You've been doing it for the better part of 10, 12 years. I could only dream. I'm learning from you. I'm standing here learning from you because you can teach me how, you, how to, to put a free kick in the top corner. You know, I speak to Robin Johannes. I'm like, I think he's one of the greatest players. I mean, he's an incredible footballer. And I'm like, I look at you at how you position yourself, how you read the game, how you, how you not being a super athletic player deal with guys like Hrobler, guys like, you know, Gavadinho Mango. I see you putting them in your pocket and I learn from you. So I think I'm also here to learn, you know, from players and from coaches. Well, Coach Van, thanks for your time. It's been really great hearing from you and I appreciate your time. Good luck with everything at Stully's and, you know, say hello to Steve, uh, Coach Barker. It's, you know, it's just great seeing you guys prosper down there and keep safe, man. Thanks so much, Abby. I mean, I really appreciate it. I feel privileged to have been invited. Uh, and you too, I mean, I'm not as active on social media as I should be, but the little I've been following, I like to read your, your tweets or your comments, some stuff, stuff. Uh, I think you're also one of the, the great, great uh, football people in our country. So keep doing a great job as well, man. And thanks for having me. Well, thanks for the kind words. Cheers, man. Thank you for listening to Disky Discussions. If you have any questions or guests you'd like me to have on the show, please hit me up at AB underscore Basson on Twitter or on Instagram. Stay safe, like, subscribe, aware.